0: This is Fluid Truth, and I'm attorney Shirley Skyers Thomas. We explore a simple question of whether there is equity in the justice system. The content offered in this segment is personal reflection and interpretation. The views of my guests are not necessarily the views of Fluid Truth or Quinnipiac University. For clarity, this conversation has been edited. I'm pleased to introduce Mr. Tyler Mack as my guest today. Tyler is the current legislative aide to the state senate president pro Tem of Connecticut. His goal is to get communities that are disenfranchised to be more politically engaged. I appreciate that Mr. Mack has chosen to share his story with us here at Fluid Truth.
1: My life is very interesting when it comes to the justice system. Um, So first, growing up, Um, I actually wanted to be a police officer, a secret service agent or a secret agent, whatever. Um, And then I was really interested because my family, I have two family members who were police officers and our reasoning behind it was simple, just to help our community, make our community safer, you know, the regular old topics. But then I started to grow up, I started to see more interactions with police officers and our community and i realized that's probably not the job i want so i really spent my life trying to avoid the justice system um growing up my mom uh, she basically telling me that you know you, this is something that you don't want to get caught up in because once you're in there you stay there um so i basically try to live my life on a straight and narrow but it's so interesting because even when you live your life on a straight and narrow there's still times and there's still moments that you might get caught up, whether it's uh, speeding and then that turns into something, whether it's them just checking your license plate and that turned into something. So that I've been stopped numerous times and I wanna say 90% of it is nothing I did. They were just reading my plates or something. And then that situation escalated into something else, which I always try to avoid. So my life has really been just avoiding the justice system, and I've seen the impact that it had on some of my family members as well. And me trying to stay on the straight and narrow, maybe get into politics, I tried not to encounter it, but it still found ways to come at me. You know, I would say my, my relationship with the justice system is just interesting. And as I continue to grow, as I continue to do research, as I continue to learn to have more experiences, I would say that. My goal is to stay away, stay away from police, stay away from courts, stay away from the whole system. But the reality is, I can't.
0: So, when you say stay away from the justice system, do you just mean as one who is targeted or one who has some encounters that may not be positive? But again, I filter this through my own lens, which is if there is change to be made, it has to be on the inside. I got to be. You know, interacting mm-hmm. with the officers, I got to be interacting with the court system. I have to have a really intimate knowledge of what our system is, and then if there's change to be made, it's coming from within.
1: So I agree with you, but I think the struggles with change is, and I'm don't get me wrong, I'm in politics, right? That's my career. Um, the struggle with change is that it gets politicized, and so when you try, when you're trying to do right, automatically you get people that saying, oh, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that, you can't be doing that, so that everything just gets toxic at the end of the day, right? When you think of the justice system, right? When you think of the whole basis of the justice system, it's, to, it's supposed to provide equity. It's supposed to make sure that we all live a base, basically a solid life, but the reality is that the system wasn't created as such. So now we're trying to change these problems that's been in the foundation of America. And you you do have to be on the inside, but it just gets so toxic after a while, right? I mean, you think of the movements that's going on today when it comes to police reform, defunding police and stuff like that. These systems has hurt us and it hasn't provided equity. It hasn't provided a safer place. But when you try to speak up against it, when you try to do right and bringing equity and lens for everyone is really a tough challenge. So I agree with you that yes, you have to be on the inside, you have to understand, but also, we need a lot of people on the outside to be like, okay, this justice system hasn't provided justice for everyone. So it, it I think it's on both sides of the lens. We do need the inside to help us. But the question is, are they? There's a lot of people that has a vested interest in just keeping the justice system the way it is until it's not toxic anymore to until it's like reasonable to have change. Then we're not going to get there, unfortunately. But time will tell. I mean, we we still have plenty of time to see. But I think is I think I agree with you, though. Change should happen and should happen right away. And yes, part of it should be from the inside, but part of it should really be on the outside as well
0: make a good point. And that kind of brings me to a good segue. So in terms of generations, so perhaps we look at this a little different generationally, and Mm -hmm. that's fine. It requires all sorts of input from Mm -hmm. all age groups, from all walks of life. It requires that. But now you represent a particular age group. I don't even know. I don't know if you guys are Gen X, Gen Z. I I don't know what you guys are, (laughs) but you're younger than me. We'll say it Mm -hmm. like that. Now, Is there any perspective, because you were sharing um, just a moment ago that your encounter with the justice system is trying to have no encounter with the justice system, Mm -hmm. and that's very valid. Do you think that represents your generation? Tell me about that.
1: Yes, I think it represents my generation because um, we've seen history. We've seen the historical context of things, right? Usually, if you have an encounter with the police, it escalates very quickly then you're locked into this system, right? Um, and then what happens when you're locked into the system? It goes on your record, so then potential employers see it, and they may not hire you. Um, a negative stigma may come after your name. Even if it's in the newspapers, don't even get me started on that, right? Family members are looking into you like, what are you doing? Um, so it's just, once you're in that system, it's hard to st- break clear from that stigma, from that from whatever connotation that you had and it doesn't even matter what the situation was right as long as it escalates you're in trouble it's a wrap so i know a lot of my generation we're trying to stay away (laughs) we don't want these encounters we don't that's why they're saying defund the police and when you defund police have you know the social services aspect have therapists have more people on call so we don't have to deal with police officers so we don't have to get into that system because once you're in the system it's a wrap I mean, for instance, I want to be president of the United States. Let me have a strike on my record, see what happened. We try to stay far away from the police, even though we protest, right? We protest, we're out in the streets, we're fighting, doing whatever we can, but we're trying to stay away because your life will literally change. The justice system is not just. And then so we're continuously paying for it every single day and it's frustrating after a while. And I think my generation too, especially because you know, social media plays a big role in our life nowadays. It So it's just an unfair balance that we're tired of. And social media has helped fix it on the outside, but the inside don't wanna move either. So we don't just need attorneys, we need judges, we need prosecutors, we need DAs, we need police officers, we need everybody. But the, right now, that's not happening. Everybody's not working together. So the justice system will still not be just.
0: I think your generation definitely is one who grew up with um, all these, this advent of technology. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the generation below you did not. But mm-hmm. you definitely, and those who are in a similar age group, this was what you knew, so mm-hmm. this is how you've come to your awareness, mm-hmm. and I think it's, it's such a unique perspective, and I'm, I'm appreciative of you sharing it with me, but now I have an additional question to go mm-hmm. just a little bit deeper to say and to ask, what are you doing? So rather than existing in this space of frustration, mm-hmm. and I know for varying reasons, I've had different guests speak to me for varying reasons, it's frustrating to be in this space, right. but we can't stay there,
1: right. so what are you doing? so number one i'm spreading the message that people should be more involved politically um because when you think of the role of government is to create laws is to sustain a community whether it's safety whether it's welfare whatever the case may be so i'm trying to get people more politically engaged because we could change the system that's been imposed on us Um, but in order to do that we have to go for the powers that be right and so I remember the first day that I worked at the Senate Democrat Caucus, um, I went into the Capitol building and I literally counted five people who looked like me. Everybody else was white and at least 40 years older than me. Till this day, when I go to the Capitol, I might see a few sprinkled of us, but at least 80% is white older people. They don't have the same relationship with the justice system that we have but they're making these rules and laws that's affecting our community they're not they're not even thinking of the repercussions of their laws and their rules and stuff like that i've been blessed to sit in rooms with top leaders of this state and their whole mindset on that moment's notice is it our community and how it's going to impact us right so we have to get into these rooms and we have to run these rooms Because for far too long, we haven't, right? When you think of the different political movements that's been going on, a lot of times we're not in those rooms. So there's no way the laws can help us if we're not writing the laws, if we're not involved with negotiations and making stuff happen. So we have to be politically engaged. And being politically engaged is more than just voting. I think in our community, a lot of people just think, oh, I voted, it's good, it's done. We have to hold people accountable, we have to encourage our people to run for office and to stay in office and do right and give them support, because it's also very lonely here. (laughs) It's very, very lonely being the only person of color, especially of my age, I'm 25 years old, in some of these rooms, and then so when you're overpowered with these people with other experiences, a lot of times it's hard to get stuff done it's hard to get stuff through so. We have to get more politically engaged. And then also think about like this too, the politicians control the justice system because they appoint the judges, the DA, all this stuff is through politics. So that's another reason to get politically engaged because they control the system. When you think of, and I hate to even mention the name and I hate to even drag them here, but when you think of the Trump presidency, for example, their top priority was to control the court system, which is why he rushed to have Amy Coney Barrett on the Supreme Court, which is why he broke records in appointing people to the federal courts because they know as well, when, if you control government, you control the justice system and the laws that you want, the um, results that you want will always come out in your favor, right? When you think of law and order, when you think of all these strict rules and policies and stuff like that, It's from government. It's from politics. Right. So that's this is why we have to get more politically engaged. If we want true change of the whole system of government, of the way of life, we have to get politically engaged. There's no other choice. And they've been running the show for too long.
0: Let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. So is there more to it? Because what I'm hearing you say is that there needs to be a diversity of thought. So can you kind of just readdress that and talk to me about that one more time?
1: Yeah. So it's definitely, it should be a diversity of thought. Right. And let's also be real. We as um, ethnic minorities, we can't do it all by ourselves. We're going to need some allies, like let's be real, because we just can't be in every room. We can't make every decision, but we can teach other allies, and they could also push our thoughts and our cause. Because also there's the argument that, oh, you only push that thought and that cause because you're an ethnic minority. Um, But it's like, no, we're preaching justice and equity, because if the roles were reversed, you would be saying the same thing. So that's the beauty of having allies is because, oh, you look like me and you believe this. Maybe I should partake in that as well, right? So we do need allies, but we also have to get in the room, though. There's been so many conversations that I've had with people, and they're just like, "I don't do politics, I don't do government," and I'm like, "That's the wrong mindset to have because they literally control the way of life. If you want a stop sign in a certain area, you go into government. If you want your taxes to be lowered, you're going to government. So the idea of I don't do politics shouldn't even be a thing because that's what that's what empowers the other people to keep doing what they're doing, and why we have the system that we have. Then We could say, okay, that ain't right, so let's change it. Or this is what needs to be added because it's hurting my community. But we need more representation, like hands down, no debate. When you look at Congress, when you look at the General Assembly, I think I pulled a stat that 85% of the people in the Connecticut State General Assembly, which is our Senate and House of Representatives, white. That ain't kicking it in our communities. (laughs) Let's be real, right? I think I also pulled a stat that in the history of the United States, we've only had four U.S. senators that's Black. So in the history, that's from the 1700s to now, we've had thousands of U.S. senators and only four of them are Black. So we got to do more.
0: Just talk to me just a little bit more about engagement and what your, what your interest is in moving forward. So, again, engagement for me requires many ethnicities, many age groups, mm-hmm. uh, many many schools of thought. Mm-hmm. So you come from a wide variety of experiences to try mm-hmm. and create this change. So that's mm-hmm. what diversity of thought means for me. But talk to right. me a little bit more about what um, what you see. So
1: <laughs> you, you have a few different spectrums on this, right? You have people that's um, fired up, ready to go. But then when it comes to voting, they vote for the status quo for instance. Right. So, or you got other people that's just like, I don't want any parts of it. And actually the older generation who I talk to sometimes, they're just like, change has never happened in my life. So why will it happen now? So some people have those mindsets. Some people are just like, look, I'm all with you and I'm all for you, but how are you going to do it? And I'm like, I need you to help me do it. Right. So you, there's, there's a variety of experiences that i've had with trying to get more people involved some people just say it's flat out too much work which i also understand but the system was created so you could say it's flat out too much work so you don't change the system (laughs) so but i think first of all it's doable right people some people have in their heads that change cannot happen and i understand they got 300 years of receipts on why change can't happen but people also forget that stuff can happen. Mindsets can change. Movements can happen. People can be encouraged. So, I my overall message is that believe that change can happen because once you put it in your mind, then things start happening. Politics isn't just. I vote from elected official and that's it, right? You gotta worry about DTCs, RTCs. And for people that don't know that's the Democrat town committee, Republican town committee, you have to worry about councilmen, aldermen. Like there's so much that goes into it that it gets frustrating because you're just like, wow, this is such a deep system that I have to change. So I understand why people get frustrated, but if we don't do something, the system still stays the same. There's a lot of people that don't see the direct results of the government. Even at the state capitol, they passed a police accountability bill. I tell my community about it, people I didn't even know that happened, right? So even just the cycle of information is tough. So that's why a lot of people also don't tap in change because they all know that the government can do good work. So political engagement is just a tough thing to continue to sell. But I'm gonna keep working at it. I'm gonna keep pushing at it, right? Um, and that's also the beauties of social media. Social media it has helped with that because it's, easy to, it's easier to type something and have it reach 100 people than to call 100 people. So progress is even being made on that end. My struggle is just convincing people that it can happen once we all work together.
0: Thank you very much Tyler for being here and exploring this with me so generally i like to talk about encounters with the justice system and we've given this such a great spin because the Mm -hmm. encounter is let's try and have no encounter Mm -hmm. for the reasons that you've stated and for the points that you've illuminated so i really do appreciate that this makes so much of a difference in Mm -hmm. sharing this so thank Mm -hmm. you again thanks for listening in today Special thanks to our executive producer, David DeRoche. Music is provided by Audio Hero from their Jazz Lounge album. To learn more about all of our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at QU Podcasts. If you have a story to share or something you want to talk about, find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. On the next show, I'll be sitting down with Anaya Bashir, community advocate and curricular writer. All right, that's it for today. Till next time.